Welcome back to the Data Bliss Podcast, everybody. I'm Noel. And I'm Brendan. Uh, we're back with another What the Fuck Wednesday. I think we missed last week's What the Fuck Wednesday because we had the interview. Uh, still kind of figuring out, you know, the exact routine of what we want to do there. But we're just going to ask a bunch of questions about sports and figure it out today. Uh, mostly NBA focus, maybe a couple NFL questions um, and things to address there. But yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. Absolutely, we are. So where do we start here? Do you want to do the first what the fuck? Um, so what the fuck is up with this article about uh, Kyle Shanahan? Oof. Yeah, sounds like Shanahan doubled down on saying that receiving was the best play. He did. Um, sounds like he basically said, I had a conversation with our analytics team and we decided that if we match scores on the, on our first drives and overtime, that obviously it'd be better to have the ball next. Um, I think given the game script of this game, I, I don't know if you like can just roll with that decision before the game. Yeah. Um, because you got to think about what's going on in this game. Um, Mahomes was hot. I think you had to, you know, stop him and then get it back i think you had to play on your heels at that point to have a chance yes sir yeah it sounds like i think that's a really good point you know the game script you it was a defensively leaning game and if the defense came out winning that first possession uh no matter what team was you know in possession of the ball the next team had an advantage um i think that's something maybe their analytics team didn't consider i kind of am calling bullshit on this article uh, maybe not the article, but the take by Shanahan and, and that whole thing is like, no, uh, I don't think you did really consider it all the way. I think you came in underprepared for that overtime situation and it costs you the game at the end of the day. Yeah, obviously wasn't probably the right call. I guess hindsight, you can say this. Um, maybe it was if they won, you know, whatever, but. I think what we kind of have to take away from this, I guess, is that maybe Shanahan isn't kind of willing to adapt to some of the um, like analytics in terms of not what he's planning to do before the game, but like making adjustments Mm -hmm. because it seems like in a lot of these games that they lost that are on primetime TV is that his team can't make an adjustment in the second half. Yeah. And he, I think he's kind of the type of guy that will double down on his coaching style, say that I I had the right process, but the results were wrong. Um, And that's kind of what this article is an example of. So for me, this kind of shows that Shanahan is not one of the best adjusters in the league. Yeah. He might have a great game plan going into the game, um, especially if he sounds like he expected a very high offensive output game and high offensive output overtime, if it came down to it, um, which is what we've seen out of Mahomes several times, but, This was not that. And if you get the ball first and you don't score, you're kind of putting yourself, you're shooting yourself in the leg. Um, And that's what happened to the 49ers. And that's why they lost the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I think that's all we really need to say about this. Um, Obviously, you know, call that cost them the game, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's 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 all that really needs to be. Yeah. That's all that really needs to be said. All right. 
what the fuck is going on with the dunk contest? Is it dead? I don't know. Mac McClung kind of has me excited for this. Oh, yeah. G League defending dunk contest champ, Matt McClung. Dude, have you seen his, like, mixtapes from I I don't care about his mixtapes. The dunk contest, it should be for people that are in the All-Star Games or the Rising Star Games. It should not be... Now you're the one who sounds like an old man. (laughs) Old man yells at cloud. (laughs) We have Jaime Jaquez, who's a rookie, who has been, you know, pretty good. Seems like he's loved by the Heat. Whatever. You have Matt McClung, who's literally in the G League. He's not even in the NBA. Like, if this guy wasn't even in the G League and you were like, oh, he deserves to, you know, come back and defend his championship. No. This is insane. If he was playing in China, would they let him do this? Like, no. And then you have Jacob Toppin, a guy on a two-way <laughs> contract with the Knicks. He's like barely even in the NBA. He's he's only here because he's Obi Toppin's brother. Obi Toppin, who's honestly like a bust at this point. He's not very good. I don't know what has happened to the dunk contest. And then obviously of Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's going to lose to one of these guys, by the way, because Jalen Brown's going to be too afraid to take risks. So. I think the dunk contest needs a hard reset. Yeah, definitely. It's hard. It's hard though, right? Because you say you want the all-stars, but all these guys used to claim, oh, I'm going to get hurt. That's so dumb. Like, you get hurt during the three-point contest. You get hurt walking onto the court like we saw yesterday with Greenlaw. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think you need to have... A requirement that you get three four guys you could even have it be literally what if it was the two captains of the all-star team they go into dunk contests against each other that'd be cool what if it was what if they just got rid of the dunk contest entirely and they had king of the court played between all the guys in the all-star weekend that'd be cool all of that is cooler than what the dunk contest is right now which is something that I'm probably not even going to watch and I'll maybe watch a highlight, but all these guys come and they try each dunk like five times, miss them all. And then, you know, they make one and they get a hundred and who the fuck cares at the end of the day. <laughs> it is pretty bad. Uh, I definitely have not really paid attention to any dunk contests in the last five to eight years. Not since Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine. And even that was, uh, I mean, that was the best yeah, that- one. Probably for the rest yeah. of time at this rate. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it feels yeah. like we need a reset on the dunk contest. Do you have any ideas? I mean, you had some good ideas there. A little king of the court. but That would be so awesome. I think, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> you know, play some 21 or something. Oh, um, yes. Knockout. <laughs> See, NBA players <laughs> play knockout. Come on. You just put... You put the top 10 free throw shooters in the NBA. Yeah. Love it. That would be interesting. But, all right. Anyways, dunk contest. Yeah, I think they should pretty much just scrap it. Um, I mean, it's exciting because Jalen Brown's in it. Like, that's the only thing that's going to get me to, like, maybe watch this. Um, otherwise, Otherwise, I'm totally not interested. Yeah, it's tough. You know, they used to have great dunk contests and 
feels like the rest of All-Star Weekend is still pretty interesting. Really like, you know, U.S. versus the world and the Rising Stars game. Um, even that little, you know, skills challenge stupid thing is is fun to watch. Um, but the dunk contest is just an absolute joke of no-name players every single year. So and there's only there, so many ways you can dunk a ball. There's only so many ways. I think you got to get rid of it. I think you got to bring him back or bring in King of the Court. That is my professional opinion is you have King of the Court. You have Giannis versus Steph Curry and King of the Court. Imagine that. That would be so much fun to watch. And say someone makes a dunk, like a crazy dunk, because they won't be playing defense. Give it a score, 0 to 50. Yeah. I love that. There's your dunk contest. Yeah, at least. Or like. Yeah, have them have everybody in the dunk contest play one on one and only be allowed to score dunks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would probably not go great for some of these G League players. <laughs> I think that would solve that problem right away. <laughs> but watch, this guy actually is kind of a sick, McClung? sick athlete. Yeah. Yeah, he's great at dunking the ball, but he's not in the NBA. Yeah. So. I don't know what else there is to say. Like the guy's literally not in the <laughs> and he's in all-star weekend participating as a defending champ of the dunk contest. Like, come on. <laughs> All right, old man, what the fuck's up with the, uh, rookie, um, rookie race for the NBA? Well, Wemby jumped to minus 600 for rookie of the year today after his triple double last night. Um, he's been insane and I had to take some notes because I did get a little bit mixed up on who they moved off of at the point guard position. So they moved Jeremy Sochan off of the point guard position at the same time they moved Wemby to center from power forward. And Wemby had always said, I think he had one experience in, uh, an exhibition game when he was like night. No. Because he is like 19. Uh, I don't even know how old he is. But when he was like 17. <laughs> when he was like 17. <laughs> he had. Wemby had some exhibition game. Against some NBA players or whatever. Like you. U18 guys. Um, and played center. And absolutely hated it. He said it was the most boring position he's ever played. So it was the most boring game he ever played. He didn't want to do it again. He hated the physicality of the position. And steered away from playing you know, the center position in the NBA since then. In December, when they were on a pretty fat losing streak, uh, Wemby had lost some of his rookie of the year odds to Chet Holmgren as he kind of came up. Um, Wemby got moved to center. Uh, I think Pop convinced him to finally do it. And he has been absolutely dominant. He's been averaging 20 and 10 on a minutes restriction since then because of his ankle injury. And the dude is just absolutely balling. They got a better ball handler at point guard, which is probably helping his case. But at the end of the day, Wemby is a real center. And this is something that's incredible to see. Yeah, I think there's two things to what you're saying here. Um, one of them is that Wembenyama basically, they're figuring out how to use him. Yeah. And what types of players they need to surround him with to be successful. Because um, obviously... 
they have a couple pieces, but they're going to get more um, in order to be successful. That's just the modern NBA. Um, and the other and the other thing you mentioned was the physicality. Um, could there be something to the NBA not maybe not being as physical? Because obviously you're calling a lot more fouls. Yeah, I think the the center position is still, you know, by far the most physical position. Sure, um, I agree. And we have to kind of make a realization at the same point where this is going to be the hardest that it's going to be for Wemby to play center. He has not filled out his frame yet. He's, you know, still figuring out how to play in the NBA and in an NBA offense. He has some of the worst players around him that he's going to have for the rest of his career. Um. And he's balling out. So there's way more to come from this. And he's doing it all kind of on his own. He's been really incredible this year. Yeah. Um, is anybody else coming close to rookie of the year? Just Chet. And, you know, after Chet, absolutely no one. Chet's only in this conversation because he's a top three option on, you know, like a top three, four team in the league right now uh oklahoma city has been really incredible this year has made that step up you know you have, you have shea you have chet then you have a few other guys that are you know able to facilitate and, and score the ball but both these guys are you know wemby and wemby and chet are really good defensively really good you know three point i mean wemby not as much but you know three point scoring options uh but it is an issue of Webby is the number one guy on his team and Chet is the number three guy on his team. Yeah, it's a better team, but I think that holds him back. And then one last thing that I forgot to even mention is ever since Webby got moved to the center position, he's been averaging the most blocks in the league. He's at like 3.1 or something. So he's defensively a monster. Should be. I mean, yeah, sh- he should be, but I don't personally expect that out of a rookie, uh, no matter how tall the rookie is. So. I think that's really incredible to see at the same time. Yeah. Um, Next question for you. What the fuck is up with uh, the Knicks after their game last night where there was a foul called on a three-point shot right at the buzzer that the NBA came out and said was not a foul? Yeah, pretty ridiculous. Uh I think the Knicks are going to be in their kind of low point of the season right now. They're starting Precious Achua at the forward position right now. And I think, if I'm totally correct, I think OG and Obi would come back and, and take that spot back. Um, OG's been out, and it will continue to be out for three weeks. I think the All-Star break could not have come at a better time for them. You know, get situated and understand that OG is going back and they gave up a lot for him. There's a reason that they're not doing as well, you know, in the in the last couple of weeks. Um I don't know. Uh besides that, Jalen Brunson's still really good. Um, I don't know what else there's to say. Yeah, so they they filed a protest, um, which basically means that they would replay the end of this game at some later point in the season. Has that ever happened? Um, so it says that it's happened six times. The last one 
was a game in which Shaq fouled out. They said that he had six fouls, and they went back, watched the tape, and he only had five. So they replayed the last 50 seconds of that game. So that's basically what they're protesting here, is saying like, oh, um, Brunson didn't foul him, or whoever it was. I think it was Brunson. Um, He's like, oh, he didn't foul him. You guys said he didn't foul him, and it cost us the game. So let us finish the game. I'd love to see it, just for the story. Um, Absolutely no chance it happens. We always see those ref reports come out, and it's like, uh, you know, this guy got fouled here. This guy didn't get fouled here. This guy, this was a two, not a three. Like, this happens all the time where there are game-changing decisions made at the end of games. That's something that you got to play with and you got to live with. So... Are they going to go back and play the end of this game? No, that's that's dead. That's never going to happen again <laughs> in the history of the NBA. Um, I think something that I really saw this game is Eamon Thompson had a really good game. Um, I haven't seen a whole bunch from him this year, and his three-point has been basically non-existent, but he only put up he had eight points on four for five shooting pretty solid numbers whatever but he had 13 rebounds five assists and another five steals so i was really impressed with what i saw from him it feels like he's been kind of slow getting out there this year um maybe he's eventually going to turn into something who knows (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he was like the number three, no, number four pick, six, seven, super athlete, point guard, shooting guard guy. I think it's great to see him stepping up defensively, stepping up in the rebounding department. Uh, I think he's a good facilitator, really has an impact on the game without being able to score the ball right now. If he figures out how to score, I think the league's in trouble. Yeah, I mean, he had nine offensive rebounds. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's super good. Like he's the first rookie in over 40 seasons with 10 plus rebounds, five plus assists, five plus steals, 80% field goal percentage. I think there's some other stat here. It's probably like in no, it's in a game. I thought it was gonna be like within 13 minutes or something <laughs> stupid like that. I think he played way more than 13 minutes. He played 38 minutes, but <laughs> you get the point. Those stats are always very cherry picked. Yeah, it's pretty crazy though. Yeah. He's he's coming up. I'm I'm warning you. Okay. You heard it here first. All right. What the fuck's going <laughs> on with the Warriors? It's a good question. It's kind of a question we have been repeatedly asking. Um basically it seems like they're still very optimistic um about their season and they're just going to let it rip. Clay finally Sounds scored like, over 20. I mean, I think he's done that a couple yeah. times this year. But since I really locked in on him, you know, it's only been a couple weeks since we actually locked in on NBA. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not going to lie to you guys. Don't watch the NBA when there's there's Thursday night football going on. Won't do it. It's too many sports <laughs> for me. I, I cannot do all that. But Clay, 30, 30 minutes. Uh, he had he was eleven for nineteen shooting, three for seven from three, twenty six points, six rebounds, two assists. 
felt like he was back. And this was after I had a, f- a friend that's a Warriors fan might come on the podcast eventually. Um, he texted me after the Suns game. And he was like, the Warriors back because they beat the Suns by one point. Crazy game. Um, and I, I looked at the box score and I was like, uh, Clay? What about Clay? He shot two for <laughs> ten. One for seven from three. <laughs> so he's been brutal all season, but it seems like he might be back. One game seems like an overreaction. No, absolutely not. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he just has. I think he just has the balls to shoot it because he knows he's like been here, done that. Yeah. So when it goes in, something like this happens. But this season, it's not going in. That's true. I think. Uh, I think you got a total overreaction here. No, I think this is the last season. Maybe there's one more after this. Where Clay is actually going to be a viable weapon for the Warriors. If it's if it's not this season, it's it's never. So I think he's not done yet. He theoretically has a game that should age well with his, you know, being the best catch and shoot player of all time, basically. Uh I, I'm thinking that this is going to be another late season Warriors run. And I don't think they're going to, you know, make it to the finals or anything. I'm not being crazy, but I do potentially see them pushing into the Western Conference finals or maybe just getting eliminated in the round before that. But I think they could make the playoffs pretty easily. Sure, but still, I don't see them being able to compete with the top of the Western Conference right now. Um, Clay is... I'd like a number three guy right now, and they don't even have like a true number two. That's they true. just have like they have really solid guys like Wiggins, um, but outside of that, it's just like the Warriors are pretty meh. Like they have Steph Curry, that's what they got going for them, and they otherwise have a solid coach, solid solid team, but they don't yeah, have those high end guys. Yeah, but exact that's when Clay roster. Thompson was one of the best players in the NBA. I could see him getting back to being one of the best shooters in the league. Not one of the best players, one of the best shooters. Yeah, so if we're they... talking about a guy who's basically Kyle Korver. <laughs> that's a good point. I would trade Clay Thompson for a printer and some cash or whatever that deal was. <laughs> Remember that? I traded, traded him for like a printer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see as the, as the season goes on here if Clay is a viable weapon or if he falls off a little bit more. Yeah. Um. So what the fuck's going on with the MVP race? Well, it's gotta still be Jokic, Giannis, everyone else. But I think I get what you're getting at here. Giannis went nuts against the Nuggets the other night. Uh, I'm looking for the box score here so I can give you the stats from this. Giannis had 18 rebounds, 5 assists, and 36 points. Um, This is a crazy stat line from him. The second highest scorer on the team was Dame at 18. And Bobby Portis had... 13 unless i'm missing something that feels like incredibly low 
The other side of the ball, uh, Jokic tried his best to take down Giannis, but only put up 29, 12 rebounds, eight assists. Still close to a triple double, um, but not you know exactly what you want to see from him. Giannis took down the defending champs and did it in a really flashy way without a ton of help. I think this, if if we look back at the end of the year and Giannis is leading the MVP race, this could be the turning point right here. Yeah. I literally just put 15 bucks on Giannis to win MVP. What are the odds? Plus 700. It's not bad. I think uh, Jokic, Jokic is minus second. 150. And yeah, then, for the guy that's yeah, like second. Giannis is second. Plus 700 feels like almost free. Yeah, and then, uh, Jason, and then Jason Tatum's like plus 4,000. It's just not happening, man. I've tried betting that so many times. Jason Tatum is <laughs> Jason Tatum is never going to win an MVP. Probably not. His team is too good around him to give him that. As long as he like, wins championships. Like Kevin Durant about. never won an MVP when he was on the Warriors, did he? No, I don't think so. Now you What's got on me... Got me all confused. When did Katie win the MVP? 2013, 2014. And I think that. That was a Thunder. Yeah, he never won an MVP for the Warriors. Yeah, so SGA is plus 280. How do you say the G in his name? Gilgis. Okay, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> I got shit for that. <laughs> do you? Yeah. What do you say? I I, I can't. Nope. <laughs> I just can't say do it. it. No. Come on. Nope. So. Just say just say SGA. It's a good cop out. Yeah, SGA. Or just Shay. <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, I think Giannis is a good bet right now for MVP. If you really want to go out there and do that, he. Basically, the way that I look at it is if the Bucks do make it, you know, they're probably going to make the playoffs, right? Almost no question about that. And so then it's if they get like four seed or above, I think they're seed, sitting at the five right now. I can look up the East standings. Um, oh, shit, they're at the three. That's crazy. Uh, they're in that pack. Sorry, I got confused with them and the Sixers. Uh, so they're in the pack with the Cavs, the Bucks, and the Knicks. If the Bucks do end up, you know, securing that two seed, I think there is a really good argument to make for Giannis MVP because he's basically carried this team of kind of, you know, honestly this year not great players, and their coaching has been abysmal. Their defense has been not that great as a team. Um. I think there's a bunch of things that they need to improve on. And if they're able to clinch that two seed with kind of just Giannis, um, you know, it sounds insane considering that they have Dame, but it really is just Giannis right now. And and I think voters would realize that. Yeah, I think Giannis is definitely carried. Um, and it's kind of funny when you look at the box scores of their games, because it's like, who is their like sixth man? Um, like there's who Portis, Beasley, Crowder, and then they have Payne and Beverly now, and then Connaughton for a while was 
Yeah, he averages 21 minutes a game, and he scores mm-hmm. five points a game. Yeah, he's not very good anymore. None of them. No. He, I think Pat Bev was a huge guy. addition for this team. I just want to throw that out there. Okay, we'll see. Um, but they definitely needed the add around Giannis, and they did. So hopefully comes to something because get some money on the line now. Yeah, I think that was a great bet, and I might make that same one tonight. All right, what do we got next? Ooh, my turn? Man, I don't even... Maybe what the fuck's going on with the Clippers? What is going on with the Clippers? Well, (laughs) they dropped their game last Wednesday against the Pelicans. Um, They beat the Pistons by six, and then they lost yesterday by 21 points to the Timberwolves. So, feels like ever since... I mean, they scored 149 points against the Hawks on February 5th, Monday. And they were on a huge, huge run before that of like six games, but does feel like they're kind of running into a bit of a wall here. Um, only beating the Pistons by six and then losing two of their last three. Besides that one, that's not great. And they're playing the Warriors and Thunder next. All right, two things. It's the NBA. As long as you win, nobody cares by how much. Two. That's true. They played a few good teams. And luckily, they fucking beat Detroit twice because if they didn't, then we'd be having a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. um, but they beat the Heat, they beat the Hawks, and as you said, they scored a ton of points. Um, they lost a good game to New Orleans, and they lost uh, to Minnesota by 20. So they got blown out at home. That's like the worst thing I'm seeing here. I think it's an overreaction, but... Do I believe personally that this is a team that's going to the NBA Finals? No. Um, My future hates that. But still, that. I... <laughs> I placed the future in June last year. Did you really? Yeah, we talked about this like way long ago. Suns and, <laughs> Suns and Clippers. Suns and Clippers what? To win the Finals, June of last year. Oh, you took them both? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they lost to Minnesota. That's like, what are you going to say? Minnesota's pretty good this year. Yeah. I'm just getting a little bit sketched you, out. It feels like lose they, they don't have an easy next couple weeks. Uh, I mean, they've, they've next two games are tough. And actually, then they do jump into an easier stretch of their schedule. They go into uh, Grizzlies, Kings, who have been pretty good, but not great. Uh, Lakers, Wizards, and then back to T Wolves, Bucks, Rockets are good, Bulls, Bucks. I don't know. They they have a mixed bag over the next few weeks. Yeah, I think the biggest game that I'm really seeing on here is probably um, Sacramento and OKC. I think Golden State they should handle, um, just because. As we said, their top tier guys are just better. Um, mm. And OKC, I think that's going to be probably the biggest test because 
it's a team with a bunch of young guys versus a bunch of old guys. And yeah, I think so. It'll be fun to watch. Actually, I'm I'm probably gonna probably gonna watch this one. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm trying to pull up some betting lines so that we can. Is it too early to do that new segment where we're gonna give two picks for every episode? Do you want to jump into that? Yeah, yeah, we'll give uh two picks um for who we got. I'm just gonna pull this up. Yeah, so we are. I think you know we are missing some of the magic of our betting episodes and the cyclical NFL stuff. So I think we're just gonna give two picks per episode here, and we are going to keep track of who gets more picks right uh, for the rest of the year. And all right, so, so should we start with we the Wednesday night? Should we start with the Wednesday night games first? This is not coming out. Oh no, Wednesday is not today. Uh, yeah, do Wednesday or Thursday. Are we going to do two for each? I think we should do one for Wednesday, one for Thursday. Okay. Take your pick. All right. So, my favorite here is probably probably the Pacers over the Raptors um, on the road. It's minus 162. So, still make some money if you win um but i think i think it's probably a pretty safe bet yeah i mean the pacers are definitely the better team they they took the raptors best player uh so i think this is pretty logical i is halliburton still on a minutes restriction i don't know that would be the only reason that this doesn't hit uh, but even still, I'm not concerned about it. I think this is a good bet. That's kind of what I would have taken. Yeah, I mean, as always, like you have to check, you know, 15 minutes before the games start to know who's playing, so you know which teams to bet on and which teams not to. Yeah, it's like 90 percent of it. Yeah, it is. It's kind of very frustrating in the NBA, but it is, but. Still fun. <laughs> yes, and then Thursday, or sorry, who do you have on Wednesday? Uh, so I'm just double checking some lines here. I think the play that I like is the Heat plus three. I think the Heat played us really well the other night without Jimmy Butler. Uh, I'm seeing if Jimmy Butler is still out for that family debt that he had. And if he is, I might switch it up. <laughs> what do you want me to say? He did have a death in the family. <laughs> no, he's out. Is he out uh, versus the... Okay. Is Jimmy Butler out? I don't know. Are you talking to Siri, old man? I, I just can't figure out if he's out. I know he was out for the Celtics. He's out for Heat Bucks tonight. Basically, we should just be betting the over on Jimmy Butler points for the next, like, two weeks. All right. 
I'm going to switch up because I do not like the injury report that I'm seeing right now. You have Josh Richardson, Terry Rozier, Jim Butler out. Right, this tonight against... And then they're going to be coming off the second leg of a double back, a double header. Maybe they are resting everybody um, so that they can, you know, have Jim Butler back and have their full rotation. But I'm going to switch up... Um, I'm going to switch over to the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets kind of get their bounce back game here. Nuggets are minus six against the Kings. The Kings have been good, but, you know, not great, as I said, all year. And the Nuggets are coming off a loss. So for that reason, I'm going to take the Nuggets at minus six for our Wednesday night pick. Yeah, I think that's pretty solid. Uh, Thursday night, we only have three games. Well, you get first pick. Other lines up. <laughs> um, I'm not seeing any. Nor am I. Well, why don't you take a pick and I can give you a line? <laughs> <laughs> or we just take the money line, whatever let's take it money is. Lines. Um, yeah. Let's see. I mean, these are all pretty obvious money lines, aren't they? I'm gonna do a parlay. We're gonna do a parlay together. I'd say that's fair, but the one I think the one opportunity you have here to make money without doing a parlay is probably Golden State money line because they just lost to the Jazz. They're not going to lose to them again. I was just going to say that we go Bucks, Warriors, Timberwolves. Okay, we're on the same page. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, the, the Jazz Book are it. good, but like, come on. The Warriors. Clay Book Thompson's it. back. Elite. Clay Thompson, you heard it here first. No, but book the bet. <laughs> All right. When we Go when we get that bet out tomorrow, we will post that on Twitter. Um so that you guys can see what the odds that we get on that are. We'll give you a quick reminder in case you forgot at this point. Um so I think that about does it for our second what the fuck Wednesday. I don't know. We're still figuring out how to do a podcast, man. Um, so I don't think there's a right way. No. Yeah, there isn't. But we're trying to figure out how to keep a schedule. Uh, <laughs> so I appreciate everybody, as always, for tuning in here. Um, you know, just a reminder, please hit the like button, subscribe, you know, and all that. Ring the bell if you're watching over on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, you know, wherever you listen to it, please rate, follow. Um you can get notified whenever we drop new episodes. And then just a reminder, we have Twitter, we have TikTok, we have YouTube shorts, we have all that shit that if you if you look for us, you'll find us wherever you want to find us. Uh, Twitter, as I said. So, um, And then if you want to look at the datablitz.xyz website, we have a newsletter sign up. If you want to sign up for the newsletter, I will send you updates whenever we drop a new podcast with a quick blurb about what the podcast is about um, and a link to it. So if you're interested in that, I haven't fully committed to doing that yet. Uh, looking for a few signups first. And, and once that gets done, we can start sending those out. Um, but as always, appreciate everybody for listening. Thank you. All right. See you guys on Friday. Have a good one.